morning, everyone. Good to see you this morning. Welcome to any visitors we have with us. If it's your first time here, please feel relaxed in the presence of God. And a welcome too to those listening at home, either on the internet or by telephone. A few notices this week. Girls Brigade, <coughs> Wednesday 1st of June at 6pm in the church halls is Girls Brigade display night. Uh, everybody welcome to that. And then there will also be a Girls Brigade presentation on Sunday the 5th of June during uh, this morning service. And the Girls Brigade have invited us down to the church hall after that service for tea and coffee. So if you're able to join, uh, that would be good. Uh, India Village Ministries, throughout May, we'll have a box um, taking up a, a collection for for that ministry. The box is just over there beside the, uh, our own mission, uh, our own collection box. And on Friday, the 3rd of June at 7.30, in the manse, um, we've got Suresh and his family will be sharing at the Revival Fellowship. So again, if you can come to that, that would be great to see you. Uh, the annual stated meeting, oh sorry, the stated annual meeting, um, I'm sure there's a difference. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's on Tuesday the 31st of May at 7pm in the church hall. Um, everyone's welcome to join us. If you'd like a full set of accounts or have any questions uh, in regard to the stewardship, please speak to Ruth Burns, our treasurer. I was going to point down there because she was sitting there last week, but she's up the stairs. Um, and her email address is there if you've got any questions. Um, and then a wee note there about Keswick 2022, uh, which could be an interesting weekend. That's all the intimations. I'll hand over to Scott. Thanks, Scott. Well, we now join together as we worship the Lord in Psalm 98 in verse 4. To verse 6, we, we read, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord the King. Amen. Well, I know we don't have any harps this morning, or trumpets or ram's horns, but we have Ian and Margaret. <laughs> which is lovely. And so let's stand as we worship together. We're going to sing, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. And then we're going to continue to sing, There is a Redeemer.
once again. Let's unite our hearts in prayer. Let's pray. Oh, our loving Heavenly Father, as we enter your sanctuary of prayer, we come in all our frailty and weakness. Lord, we come broken and backslidden. And yes, Lord, we feel the burden of our sin and shame. Oh, by your Holy Spirit, oh, will you work in us through repentance that leads to freedom in Christ. Grant us, Lord, a warm and tender heart that rests content in your divine presence and sovereign will. And Lord, let us draw near, enabled of your Spirit, washed in the precious blood of Jesus, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, always trusting in your unfailing love and rejoicing always in your mercy, forgiveness and grace. As we worship you this morning, oh, may our sins be crucified and Christ magnified and grant us such a sight of the altogether lovely one the bridegroom of our souls, the Lord Jesus. Oh, it's our heart's desire to truly worship you in spirit and in truth. And so, Lord, as we worship you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, therefore speak to us. Speak to us through your precious word. And Lord, help us to listen to receive and rejoice in it and fill us with your Holy Spirit of promise. Oh, so that we may live it out for your glory and to the honour of your mighty name. And so in Jesus' precious name we pray all these things. And Lord, we also unite our hearts as we share in the Lord's Prayer, praying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we now take our Bible reading from the book of Acts in chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, and there from verse 1 to 14. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, 
which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid, hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Amen. May the Lord bless us the reading of his precious word. As I was sharing last Sunday morning, I believe the word of God is clear. Father's church is growing. Father's church is actually going according to plan. Despite what people think, despite what people even say, the church is growing. It's on time. It's going according to the sovereign plan of God. And God's plan for his church is good. In fact, we have a wonderful future. And that's why, despite everything that we hear, even this morning, about plans and mission plans, oh, we look up. We know that the Lord's plan, that's the one we're looking for. And we also know that Father's Church is on time. That may surprise us, but Father's Church is on time. And so here, notice in the book of Acts, the disciples are asking a question about God's prophetic timetable. Just before Jesus ascends to the right hand of his Father, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom at this time? And what the disciples were asking was, they were asking Jesus, so Jesus, what's the time? What's the time? Is this the time when the kingdom will be restored? When we'll see the fullness of the kingdom ushered in? Is this the time? And so as the disciples are asking a question of Jesus about the time, I love how Jesus answers. It's as if Jesus, in in, in a sense, he looks at his watch 
And he tells them, this is the time. And what does he do? In verses 4 to 8, we notice Jesus tells them, it's time. This is the time right now. It's time to wait. They were eager to see things go quickly. They wanted to see the kingdom come, coming, ushering in. They wanted to see the end of time, the glory, the king of kings taking his throne there in Jerusalem. Oh, they were looking for that time. But Jesus said, no, that time, only the Father knows the day and the hour. But if you want to know the time right now, it's time to wait. Wait for the promise of the Father. And they were told not to depart Jerusalem. Don't depart Jerusalem. Just wait. Keep waiting. You know, some are very quick to depart when problems come. When things seem to be going against us. When the storms and the trials of life come. Our temptation is to run, <laughs> to depart. And here the disciples were in a time of trouble. And Jesus just tells them, look, it's time to wait. Don't depart Jerusalem. Don't leave. Just wait. Now I have to say that it's not easy. It's not easy to wait. I know many of us have had prayer. We've been praying for many years. Maybe you've been praying for your children to come to know Christ as their saviour. You've been praying for your families, your loved ones. Maybe they've been going through a difficult time and your heart just breaks for them. Maybe you've been reading in the news of situations, just heartbreaking situations, and you've been praying. For many of us here at the High Kirk, we've been praying for revival. We would love to see Stevenson, North Ayrshire. We would love to see Scotland again revived where the churches again would be filled with the glory of God and the power of God, where we will see Christ exalted, honoured, his name lifted up upon our nation, that we would see the gospel flourish again. Yes, many of us have been praying to that end. Some of you here have been praying for the people who, are, who you're looking forward to sitting beside one day. Maybe there's some empty seats beside you and you've been praying, Lord, I can't wait till you fill these seats. And maybe today you can say, Scott, my prayers haven't been answered yet. Jesus told the disciples, the apostles, it's time to wait. I want you to notice for those who wait, there are actually blessings. In Psalm 27 at verse 14, we're told that those who wait for the Lord will be strong and will take heart and wait for the Lord. In Psalm 37 at verse 7, we read, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. In Isaiah 40, at verse 31, I know it's a favourite verse of some of you here. Those who wait upon the Lord 
will renew their strength. Or those who hope in the Lord. Oh, there's a blessing that comes to those who wait. We can have our strength renewed. We can know hope even in the midst of darkness and despair. And the Lord tells us this morning, it's time to wait. The disciples were told to wait until all would be made clear. You know, when I think of these disciples, I, I, I keep thinking back to Jericho. Remember when the Lord said to Israel, Today, I want you to go and march round Jericho. Just once. Go and march round. And then go back home. Get on with your normal duties. In a sense, go back and do the dishes. Carry on with your daily work. Your, whatever you do. But just go around Jericho once. And then just go back. Wait. The second day, Israel were told, go out again. March round Jericho. Do you know by day six, these Israelites, the army of Israel must have felt, what a waste of time. What are we waiting for? Why can't we just go into Jericho now? Why can't we just take this land straight away? But the Lord said, wait. It's time to wait. Yes, go round, march round, go pray. Pray about the situation as you walk. Whatever you're doing during the day, yes, pray. Walk around the situation, but wait, wait. And again, that seventh day, the Lord said, now, go around, walk around seven times, and then blow the trumpets. And you know this, in a way, they didn't do anything. They just waited. <laughs> they waited on the Lord. And what happened? As they waited on the Lord, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down, came crashing down. Israel, in a, in a sense, didn't do a thing. They just waited on the Lord. And God brought the victory. And then they went into Jericho and we know the, the rest of the story of Israel as they entered the promised land. Again, I'm reminded of Moses and I'm sure I've shared it before. Remember when Moses was told to go up into the mountaintop as he spent those days and nights with the Lord in the presence of God and we're told that the glory of God just shone upon him. And as he waited on the Lord, as he knew God's presence and listening for God's purpose and plan, what were Israel told to do? They were told to wait until Moses returned. And you know, there they are now. Now picture the scene, not Moses, waiting on the Lord, enjoying that renewed strength knowing an encounter with God. No, look down further down the hillside and you find Aaron and Israel. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait for the real thing. They couldn't wait for the presence of God to come upon them. No, 
Instead, what do they do? They create a golden calf. They get all their jewellery, their golden jewellery, and they melt it down and they create this golden calf. And then what do they do? They start worshipping the golden calf. And they're there dancing and singing and whatever else they're doing. Here they are. And you would think if you were visiting that day, that mountainside, you would probably look at Aaron and, and, and the Israel and you'd probably say, well, that's a good going church. They look pretty lively. They look pretty excited and enthusiastic. Boy, I wouldn't mind going to that church. But you know, at the end of the day, even although they had all the froth and the bubble, yes, they had everything that looked amazing and lively, but you know, the presence of God wasn't there. It was all an outward show. Why? Because they couldn't wait for the real thing. They couldn't wait on the Lord. Jesus tells his disciples, wait Wait in Jerusalem and whatever you do, don't leave until you experience the real thing. Until you experience the living God, the true God, God the Spirit. He will come according to my promise. And he will fill you. He will you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will know power. You will know an encounter with God that's going to change and transform your life. Your heart is just going to be filled with something quite other than yourself. But wait for the real thing. Wait for the presence of God to come. Wait for the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. Because you cannot be my witnesses without this. You can try like Israel. You can go and try and win the day for the Lord. You can go out in your own strength and do your best as a Christian. But Jesus said, oh no, it's time to wait. You need the Holy Spirit of promise. You need that gentle yet powerful dove to come upon you. To live the Christian life, it's not about deciding to follow Jesus and then trying to mimic his life and try and do what Jesus would do. That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is not trying to be good each day. The Christian life is a supernatural life. It's where we go to the Lord. We're reliant on him. We trust in the Lord for his life to flow through us. We need Jesus. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need God, the life of God in, the soul, in our souls to be able to live the Christian life. It's impossible to live the Christian life without him. Although we can put on a good show. We can look all tidy and dressed and hair washed and we can look nice on a Sunday. But oh, to know the life of God to know the reality of God. One of my great heroes, preaching heroes, Robert Murray McChain, he talks of how he felt Jesus was more real to him than his own family. He could feel the presence of Christ 
in his daily prayers, in his preaching, in his ministry, he could feel that holy awe, that presence of God that would come. And so the Lord tells us today, oh, how we need him. If you are feeling empty, if you feel cold of heart, maybe you don't feel as if you've got that joy in the Lord that you once had. It may be today that you feel just as if that flame of faith is just flickering. Maybe you've lost heart. Maybe you feel, Lord, my prayers haven't been answered. You haven't done anything about this and this and this. See my prayer list? Lord, maybe one answer to prayer has come. And you know, we can get so disheartened. And Jesus tells his disciples, yes, I must go. I'm going to be... I'm going to my Father, but I am going to be praying for you. And as I pray for you, there is one coming who is just like me. God the Holy Spirit will come and he will fill you. He will absolutely saturate you. Just wait, wait for him. And so they had to wait 10 days. Now I know some of you may well be Maybe you've had issues in your life that you've been praying for more than 10 days. Lamentations 3 tells us in verse 21, the Lord is good to those who wait for him. Can I encourage you this morning? Oh, wait in the Lord, whatever you're going through. Oh, may the Holy Spirit come upon you in power that you will feel that renewed strength But the Lord also tells them in verse 8, it's not just time to wait. It's time also to witness for the Lord. Jesus said, you're going to be witnesses for me. Now, can I remind the congregation, when the Lord saves our souls, when he comes upon us, when we become Christians, we're not to go out to the world saying, look at me. Look at me. I used to be bad. I used to be a real bad sinner. I used to drink so heavily and I used to take drugs and I used to take that and I, oh, and I was awful. Oh, I was an awful person. But look at me now. I'm really nice now. I'm a good boy. I'm a good girl now. I, I'm not as bad as I once was. I, I still do the odd wee thing and I still muck up from time to time. But oh, I'm so much better now. And you know, Sometimes we feel that's what it is to be a Christian. To try and show the world that we're better now. Do you know, when I grew up, when I came to know the Lord, I was 20 years old. And I remember when the Lord came to my own bedroom, I could feel the presence of God. And you know, I I, I started going to church then. And I would go, especially at communion time, I would see the white cloths at the front of the church and I knew only the really good people sat there. I knew that the people who were really holy sat there. And even as a Christian, a young Christian, I knew that I could never sit there because I wasn't good enough and I wasn't holy enough and I wasn't perfect like them. And Jesus said, it's time, church. It's time, yes, to wait, but it's also time to witness. 
It's time to show others Jesus. You are not to leave here this morning to go and tell others how good you are and how you go to church now and how you feel better as a person. No. Tell them that Jesus, he's the healer. He's the one who forgives. He will cleanse you. He will give you a a brand new heart. He prays for you. Jesus is the one who does. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants you to himself. He is the the well-beloved son. He's the beloved. And yes, share your own story. How Jesus means so much to you. How he's forgiven you. How he's shown you so much love and mercy when you didn't feel that you deserved it. But yet, he kept coming to you saying, oh, I love you. Tell others how Jesus is the one who wipes away our tears. Who gives us hope for the future. And through every dark storm and trial. Can you tell others that God's been faithful to you? That the Lord's been so faithful, even through the ups and downs of life. Can you witness to that? Can you witness to the faithfulness of God? Can you witness today to the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God? Jesus said, it's time to witness. Occupy until I come. Be my witnesses, not just in Stevenson, but be witnesses in Saltcoats, Kilwinning, Ardrossan, West Kilbride, Sea Mill, Delray, Troon, Beath, Kilburnie. I'm trying to picture the whole map of Ayrshire. Wherever you are, whatever street you represent here today, oh, go to the ends of your street. Walk that street and wait on the Lord. Why don't you pray when you go to Morrison's or Tesco? Why don't you wait on the Lord and just pray for the people as they walk by? Lord, I want to pray for that soul there. Those who you pass by and notice that they they look discouraged. They look as if the weight of the world is on them. Pray for them. Wait on the Lord and witness. Witness to the love, grace, mercy of God. And then we're told as the Holy Spirit will come upon his church. That's where we get the strength to witness. You're right, it's not easy. Even thinking of how do we share the gospel. See, when you think of it in your own strength, you think, oh Lord, I don't think I can do that. I'm not as bold, I couldn't go. And I've seen these people in Glasgow with their billboards, the end is nigh. Oh, I couldn't do that. (laughs) I couldn't go out with tracks. Maybe you don't feel that you've got the boldness to do that. (laughs) None of us can. But see, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, oh, he'll move you in the way he wants you to witness. It may be that you'll be sitting in a wee cafe and someone you haven't seen for a long time may come over to you and just say, oh, how are you doing? I remember when you were, the last time I saw you, you weren't well. And you can say, well, do you know, actually, I wasn't well at that time, but the Lord's been so good. Oh, the Lord's kept me. 
Now, you're not pointing to yourself, you're pointing to him. Oh, that the Lord would just give you the right words to speak at the right time. Don't worry. Jesus said, don't worry about what, what to say, even if you face the law courts. He said, I'll give you the words at the right time. So don't worry. Don't get yourself into a panic. Oh, how am I going to be a witness? How, how am I going to tell people about the gospel, about Jesus? Don't worry. You wait on the Lord. You spend much time in his presence. And he'll give you the words. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And he'll give you the words to speak. He will lead you into all truth. And the Holy Spirit will empower you to live out the gospel life. But then Jesus said to the disciples in closing, he said, but it's also time not just to wait. And it's not just time to witness, but today is the day that you must be of one heart the church must be of one heart you must become one people you must be a of, or, or as the king james says you have to be of one accord it's time to be united to know a unity that word unity means to burn at the same temperature it's time to burn at the same temperature for jesus Oh, to know his fire, his passion, his love to consume the church. We must be united in that. And so they all continued with one accord. Do you know, the church could easily have been so divided. They could have said, oh, Peter, you denied the Lord. Others could have said, oh, and Thomas, you were doubting. Oh, see, you, you're, you, you've got so little faith. And Peter, oh boy, we can't trust you in leadership you're not, you're not going to be our minister. You know, there could have been so much division in the church. Even there, when Jesus hung on the cross, many of his disciples ran away. And they could have all fallen out with one another, pointing the finger at one another. But Jesus tells his disciples, the apostles, it's time. It's time to be of one accord. It's, to be, it's time to be of one heart because the hour is too serious the hour is too serious and the time is too short to be falling out as a church for Christians to fall out with one another there's no room for it the Lord says it's time to be of one heart don't be pointing your finger at others. Oh, you've blundered. Oh, you're not as good. It's time to be of one accord. That we will all together, even in these difficult days of the church, for the Church of Scotland and what we're facing here in our own presbytery, can I encourage you to be of one heart and to look up. Oh, keep waiting. Keep praying. Keep witnessing. The Lord is the one who will make all the plans. He will, his plan will come to fruition. You don't need to worry about that. But we're to wait upon him. We're to know his power. And we're to witness for him. And we're to be of one heart. Can we do that? Well, before Billy comes to lead us in our intercessory prayers, can we just have a quiet time 
I'll just lead us into just a quiet time. And please, just offer your own prayers to the Lord in the quietness of, of your own heart. Father, we come before you. We thank you for your constant love. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us at all times, Lord. Lord, the words that we sang earlier, Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Saviour's love. Through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. Lord, we think of the families in our fellowship, Lord, that are going through bereavement at this time. And we pray a blessing upon them, Lord. Lord, it may seem a dark time, but you are with them, Lord. And you are their hope and you are are the light of the world. Lord, we think of the families who are housebound. Lord, we ask you to be with them, to touch them, to bless them. And Lord, we think of those in our fellowship who are unwell at this time. Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit will move upon them and touch them. Lord, a healing touch from your throne. Lord, there is nothing that's too difficult for you. We pray for our families, Lord. For those that don't don't know you, Lord. For our children, for our grandchildren. For the husband, or the wife, the mother, or the father. Lord, we just pray for your light. That you will take the scales from their eyes, Lord. And that you will bless them. That you will send someone alongside them, Lord. We pray for the Presbytery Mission Plan, Lord. And Lord, you know what is going to happen. And we just pray that your will be done in that situation. We pray for wisdom for those making the decisions. And they will look to you for that decision. Lord, we continue to pray for the situation in Ukraine. Lord, it's nearly three months now and there's no sign of any end to this conflict. Lord, we ask you to bring peace to that land. But Lord, we pray for your peace to the people there. And Lord, in the other areas of this world, Lord, Lord, I was reading today about the situation in Afghanistan where the Taliban are in control again. And Lord, it might not be a war with guns and tanks and bombs. Lord, we just pray that you will free that society from that dictatorship. And we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will move. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that you give us to bring our tithes and our offerings, Lord.
Lord, we ask you to take them and to use them for the extension of your kingdom. And Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to worship the Lord together as we sing in our closing hymn, I am waiting for the dawning of the bright and blessed day. So let's stand as we worship. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore.